It's time for the most interactive radio program in Las Vegas today. It's time for Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro. Brian will talk sports, politics, entertainment, and anything that matters to you. Feel free to call Brian at 702-221-7283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now pushing the limits, here's Brian Shapiro. No, you're not. Liberalism is back in style. Welcome to the evolution. Over in Indiana, incumbent GOP Senator Todd Young has won re-election without the 45th president's endorsement, making him one of the most successful Republicans to have zero support from the former president. The least successful? Eric. (laughs) I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you... was voted Variety Entertainer of the Year in the Excellence in the Arts Award. It's the voice of logic and reason. Live from the entertainment capital of the world. We'll do it right! Doug Basham. Raise a little hell, raise a little hell. Hail Trump! Hail our people! Hail victory! It is conquer or die. And good afternoon for those who are dashed that Trump must be trashed. Thanks for joining me today. My name is Doug Basham, and welcome to Pushing the Limits here on KSHP, right here in Las Vegas, and to a genuine demonstration of excellence in broadcasting. You can catch this show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at PTL, that's the acronym for Pushing the Limits, PTL Vegas. My website is DougBasham.com, last name spelled B as in Bob, A-S-H-A-M as in Mary, DougBasham.com, my email Doug at DougBasham.com. I'm in for Brian today, he's back home with family for Thanksgiving, he will return on Monday, and all I can say is, I hope he took some warm clothes with him. Now, if you were here yesterday, my bell, Michelle Mortensen, that is, was here with me, was supposed to be again today, but she had some familial Thanksgiving stuff come up, stuffing probably too. She was out of town all weekend, and you did hear her say yesterday she hadn't even bought her turkey yet. Well, tomorrow's the day it gets eaten. But I know I speak for everyone listening today when I say we wish Michelle and her lovely family a safe healthy, and happy Thanksgiving. One of the many, many things I'm thankful for is that I get to call Michelle my friend. 221-7283 is our call-in number here at the station, folks. If you'd like to talk on the radio later, as in the next hour, that's 702-221-SAVE, as in we saved our democracy, at least for now. Yesterday, we began the show with a bit of dissection of the red wave that never happened. In this first hour, I have a few sound bites. Some I found amusing, others I found confounding. I'd also like to zero in on Arizona and some of the misinformation and, frankly, lies that have confused that state's gubernatorial race between Katie Hobbs and Kerry Lake, plus some other goodies if time permits. First, I have always referred to the rights media as the right-wing propaganda hate media. 
You think I'm wrong? Listen to how upset Fox Noises Jesse Waters gets because it's just not that easy to hate Joe Biden. We'll then hear what Seth Meyers had to say in response. I found this both unique and telling. There's just not the hatred for Joe Biden that there is for Barack Obama and for the Clintons. There's not a hate Biden vote that's out there. You know, when you go with Trump's on the ballot, there's that hate Trump Democrat vote. People just don't feel the same passion against the guy. I love watching it dawn on Fox News in real time that the stuff they've been saying for over two years is total bull****. You did spend two full years talking about impeaching Biden and claiming he was actually somehow the nefarious mastermind behind a shadowy plot to flood the country with street gangs, make America communist, indoctrinate our children with wokeism, turn the military into a gender studies class at Bryn Mawr. Nobody bought it. Even the graphics you aired to make him look scary actually made him look cooler than he was. <laughs> they mocked up with Biden eating ice cream in front of a burning building. That actually aired on Fox. Biden doesn't look evil. He looks like he just snarled, get off my plane before kicking Gary Oldman off Air Force One. <laughs> you don't have to like Biden to know he's not some Chairman Mao-type revolutionary. He's a 79-year-old man from Scranton who takes the train to work and occasionally gets stuck on stage or <laughs> trips on the stairs to Air Force One three times in a row. Fox News viewers might hate Democrats, but they are the age demographic that when they see Biden, they can't help but think, ah, he's one of us. <laughs> Fox News tries to make him a villain when he make a far better spokesperson in one of their commercials. <laughs> but the stare video was actually a clue. That should have been a sign right there that Biden was better at this than we all thought. Even when he falls, he falls up. You know if Trump had tripped on the stairs, he would have somehow rolled all the way down to the Potomac where they'd have to fish him out using a pool scoop. <laughs> and I thought this bit from The Daily Show's Trevor Noah, followed by one of his Daily Show alumni, Desi Lytic, was amusing. That predicted red wave only appears to be a splash, if you will. This really looks much more like a red whisper, if that. This wasn't even a red wave. It's not even a red little ripple in a pond. I've heard it called, you know, the red sprinkler. I've heard it called the red splash, the red puddle. The red drizzle, the red spritz. Yeah, you, you know when you're peeing and then a little bit comes out after you're done? It's a red one of those. You should probably go get that checked out, by the way. And perhaps... The best news is that the massive red wave only hit Florida. Oh, man. And I think all women can agree it's always a good thing when your red wave is lighter than you expected. say I get how Republicans are feeling. I mean, sometimes you expect your red wave to arrive and it doesn't. And then you start to panic. You consider your options, which are suddenly very limited. Yeah, plus... with this runoff in Georgia, you might not know if your red wave is coming for another few weeks, and by then it might be too late. Next thing you know, Herschel Walker's sending you a get well card with a check in it. And if I can stay with Desi's theme, I would say that the anticipated red wave was more like, I don't know, pre-period spotting. Here's late night host Jimmy Kimmel. 
Republicans were expecting a big night, expecting to win control of the House. You know, last time Republicans took control of the House, they were hitting police with flagpoles and pooping in it. And speaking of pooping, while Republicans were ecstatic, they took back the House. In my not always humble opinion, they really shouldn't have. Why? Here's Stephen Colbert once again proving why people who patronize late night hosts are more informed than those who watch Fox News. Chances look especially good for Republicans in the House as 538 gives them an 84 percent chance of taking control. Now, to arrive at that Republican advantage, pollsters asked a lot of questions. But the one I'd like to answer it is, has anyone heard of January 6th? Remember when the folks who got elected today supported a violent attack on our government? Did people forget the zip ties, the shaman with the horns, the beating up of the cops, the calls to hang the vice president? Am I missing anything? The poo-poo. Thank you. (laughs) And speaking of pooping... (laughs) No, that's enough pooping for now. But you see, here's the problem. Trumpers have allowed themselves to be put into the basket of not only election deniers, but January 6th deniers as well. In fact, what did Republicans announce was going to be part of their big plan to combat inflation, high gas prices and the border? They're going to investigate Nancy Pelosi over January 6th security issues. And I did a bit on this the last time I filled in for Brian. We'll we'll revisit it now. Trump, his media, and his brain-dead base like to make the beginning of the January 6th story January 6th and turn it into an issue of who's to blame for not enough security. No, as I've said till I'm orange in the face, It began months before the election was even held, with Trump repeating his rigged-slash-stolen election lies. Had he not done that, had he not invited his brain-dead base to the Capitol on that very day and told them it was going to be wild, had he not told them to march to the Capitol and fight like hell, there would have been no need for any security that day, let alone extra. Here's the bottom line, and I defy slash invite anyone to challenge me on this, especially those who like to claim Trump didn't incite January the 6th. Let's say Trump had acted like a normal president and and just a decent human being and conceded gracefully after he lost the election. Let's say he didn't start his seditious election-denying rig-slash-stolen election lies. In other words, remove Donald Trump from the equation entirely. You think January the 6th happens? Of course it doesn't. Any challengers? 221-7283 is the number by which you can do just that. That is, depending, of course, where your red line on is embarrassing yourself. That's 702-221-SAVE. And here's another example of late-night hosts cutting right to the truth in a humorous fashion. Mike Pence, perhaps the weakest of all Trump acolytes, he did an interview on his new book, So Help Me God. And by the way, did you happen to notice which day the orange blemish chose to announce he's running again for president the exact same day Mike Pence's book was released. He couldn't even give Mike that. Listen to this clip in which Jimmy Kimmel simply cuts through all the crap and dishes out the truth. David Murray asked Pence if Trump ever said he was sorry for almost getting him killed 
which you think he might. And, um, well, you will believe the answer he gave to that. Did he apologize for putting your life, your wife's life, your daughter's life in danger? Um, not in so many words, but in sentiment he did, David. So the answer is no, he did not. He did, he did. Boom. Cut through the crap, get straight to the point and the truth. And, you know, I got to take issue with the actual question itself. Who cares if the orange slab of rancid meatloaf apologized? We all know he didn't. We all know Trump considers apologies a sign of weakness. Also, would an apology somehow excuse what Trump said and did that day and in the months before, which led up to January 6th? Of course it wouldn't. So again, who cares what he said afterwards, apology or otherwise? Why even bother asking the question? When any even half-wit, one, doesn't care, and two, knows the answer already. And while we're on the topic of Mike Pence, I love this clip as well. Pence also shed light on what went down when they had the, the first conversation uh, five days after the insurrection. He hadn't heard from Trump for five days, and then they met. And this, you can tell, Mike Pence is a man who really knows Donald Trump. I told him he should turn to Jesus right now. Believing in my heart that he could find the same comfort I was finding. And what did he say? In that moment, he did not respond. <laughs> Come on, it's, can you imagine telling Donald Trump you should turn to Jesus? Even Jesus is like, don't tell him to turn to me. I want <laughs> no part of any of this. <laughs> Then Pence told Trump he was going to pray for him, and Trump said, don't bother. <laughs> this is the book, by the way. I don't know if you've seen it. It makes a great stocking stuffer. You can hang it on the mantle, just like Mike Pence almost was. And, or and I got to tell you, I do not believe for one nanosecond that Pence told Agent Orange to turn to Jesus. I mean, come on. That would be like Jeffrey Dahmer telling someone to become a vegetarian or Donald Trump telling someone to be honest. But getting back to the QOP and their campaign rhetoric regarding inflation, gas prices, and the border, like I said last time I was here, you notice the Republicans never offered what their solutions to those problems would be? That's because A, they didn't have any, nor B, did they ever plan on addressing them. That was all a smokescreen. They know these issues are global ones and not Biden-related. What they're proposing to do is continue catering to the conspiracy theory QAnon nutcases in Trump's base. You know, the very crowd that led to their more than underwhelming performance in the election. Republicans barely won the House, and in my opinion, they have learned nothing and are still being held hostage by Trump and Trumpism, by their own choice. And while some are somewhat distancing themselves from the orange hemorrhoid and his empty announcement he's going to run again, including some big QOP donors, if you continue to cater to the crazies in Trump's base, you're still catering to Donald Trump and his poisonous Trumpism. But sticking with the topic of pooping one more time, as you know, Carrie Lake, QOP candidate for governor in Arizona, is now putting together a legal team to question and challenge the results of the election, 
which begs the question, will Kerry release the Kraken? Sidney Powell? Rudy Giuliani? Here's late night host Trevor Noah. Lake had been one of Mr. Trump's most prominent allies in the midterms and one of the staunchest supporters of his false claims denying the results of the 2020 election. Lake continuing to question her own race's results last night, tweeting, Arizonans know BS when they see it. Yes, apparently they do. They do. But I guess in, in the least surprising plot twist ever, a woman who ran on a platform of denying election results is now denying her election results. And in a way, I bet she's relieved that she lost. Yeah, because if she won, then what, she would have had to deny herself? It would have, <laughs> would have shattered her reality. Anyway, this, this is a lot for Carrie Lake. So please, please, let's give her some space <laughs> as she goes through the five stages of Republican grief. <laughs> denial, denial, <laughs> denial. <laughs> Pooping in Nancy Pelosi's office <laughs> and denial. <laughs> but remember, Remember, the reason this result has big implications is because with Carrie losses, with Carrie Lake's loss, rather, every election denier running for governor or secretary of state in a swing state has now lost their races, which is huge for democracy. It's a huge victory. You know? Late night comedian getting to the truth once again. Now, that was funny stuff. But taking one of Trevor's questions seriously, what would Lake have done had she won? I guarantee you she would have said words to the effect of, oh, we worked very hard to ensure Arizonians had a free and fair election that wasn't rigged or stolen. I'm just so happy our hard work paid off for hardworking Arizonians. Guaranteed, that's what she would have said. Much more on Carrie Lake and her race shortly. Stephen Colbert also had this take on what many thought and feared the results of the election might have been. Leading up to last night, uh, we all here at the show, we love doing the live shows, you know? Yes. It's, it's like, it's, it's a tightrope walk is what it is. We've been looking forward to the show for weeks, uh, working hard, getting excited, making the scripts, of course, building up to the big moment last night. I personally had a lot of anxiety about what was going to have to come out of my mouth as jokes <laughs> about the results. Because <laughs> as a performer, there are three things you don't want to follow. Animals children or a fascist takeover of your country. It's just not. As I said earlier, I want to clear up some of the misconceptions and frankly, election denying lies that are being spread. Some by the failed QOP candidate, Carrie Lake herself, some by others. Carrie Lake let it be known before the election was even held that she would only accept the results if she won. My question is, will you accept the results of your election in November? I'm going to win the election and I will accept that result. If you lose, will you accept that? I'm going to win the election and I will accept that result. And of course, the propagandists on Fox did what they always do. Fill their audience with explosive dreams that more often than not fizzle like a defective wet firecracker. 
Now, we also have tonight other breaking news out of Arizona. A major update is imminent. A big new batch of results is expected at any moment. Things have turned dramatically better for Blake Masters in Arizona. Carrie Lake seems to be the sure winner in the gubernatorial race. She'll join us in a moment. And we also have extremely positive news out of Nevada tonight as Adam Laxalt appears now to be the odds-on favorite in his Senate race. We're expecting an update. Uh, updated vote from Nevada. That could happen during this hour. Stay tuned. If we are able to make a call in this hour, we will. And as of now, Adam Laxalt is still up and in a much better position to win this race tonight than he was last night, inches away from victory now. He will join us tomorrow with the very latest out there. Now, sadly, when we go over to Arizona, the situation, believe it or not, it's even more chaotic. However, the news clearly is benefiting Kari Lake and Blake Masters. Oops. I mean, oops. And of course, Carrie Lake said much the same thing, and not just about her own race. Oh, and for those who are unwilling to blame the screaming carrot demon for the QOP's election performance, listen to what Lake says at the very end, not to mention how accurate her predictions are before that. When they count those, by the way, we're expecting them to go possibly 70% for us, maybe even more. Worst case scenario, we win by 55, 53,000 votes, but we think it wow. could go much, much higher than that. And we think Blake will win. We even think Mark Fitchum might pull out a win and Abe as well. So President Trump will have a pretty good record uh, by the time they count these, these ballots. Did you hear that? That was the orange supremacist hand-picked and endorsed candidate for governor of Arizona, Kerry Lake, directly connecting the results of this election to Donald Trump. Now, of course, once none of her predictions came true, especially her own, she quickly pivoted from it being Trump's fault to voter fraud, because that's what cult members do. Dear leader can never be wrong. He can only be wronged. And here's something you Trumpers should find odd, but likely won't. Lake is complaining her election was fraudulent, but she's not making the same claim about the other QOP candidates she was just as certain would also win, but lost. Red flag? Should be. I have a couple other bits here pertaining to Carrie Lake. This first one comes from... And live from New York, it's Saturday night! And also joining us is Arizona's Republican candidate for governor, Carrie Lake. Great to be with you, Judy, on your sweet little show full of lies. Miss <laughs> Lake, you've pulled ahead of your Democratic opponent, Arizona Secretary of State Katie Hobbs. Yes, I have. Now, you were a local news anchor and a Democrat for many years. Correct, yeah. And yet you're gaining voters. Why? I've just clicked with many of the wonderful, terrified elderly people here in Arizona, <laughs> the Florida of the West. <laughs> also, I'm a fighter. In my life, I've sent back over 2,000 salads, and I'm not afraid to do the same thing with democracy. Very well. Now, one of your main campaign issues is the denial of the 2020 election. Can you, media types, just get over the one thing I've made the center of my campaign for months and months? <laughs> Arizonans want to talk about the issues that affect them, like crime in New York or crime in Detroit. <laughs> Great. Now, Miss Lake, you have proposed some big changes to local voting laws. 
If you become governor, do you promise to make sure everyone's vote counts? Judy, I'll make it easy. If the people of Arizona elect me, I'll make sure they never have to vote ever again. (laughs) Now, the best dissertation on Kerry Lake I heard this entire election cycle came from NBC reporter Vaughn Hilliard. And while Trumpers will immediately start screaming fake news and liberal bias, you tell me one thing Vaughn says that isn't 100% true. Now, this is a long one, but it's a good one and just a great burn. Could I say something about Kerry Lake, you guys? Would that be okay? Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. we will Go that. for it. Okay. Uh, look, I covered Kerry Lake for the better part of the last year and a half here, and I think it was perhaps fitting to be here across from Mar-a-Lago today. I finally flew yesterday from Arizona here, and essentially, though, I felt like it was covering Donald Trump's campaign of 2024, but in Arizona over the last year. She predicated her campaign on trying to sell the big lie and trying to sell the conspiracy theories. When she wonders how she lost this race, look at it. This is the third election cycle in a row in which Arizonans rejected Trump In the final week of her campaign, who did she campaign alongside? She campaigned alongside Steve Bannon. She campaigned alongside one of the chief promoters of Pizzagate. She campaigned alongside an individual who promoted the notion of the war on white people. She campaigned alongside State Senator Wendy Rogers, who just earlier this year was here in Florida speaking at a white nationalist conference, somebody who frequently spews anti-Semitism. This is an individual who just last week called her Democratic opponent a pervert. This is an individual who suggested there should be perp walks for elections officials, criminal charges against individuals who oversaw COVID response in 2020 in Arizona. This is an individual who's celebrating putting a dagger into the quote, the McCain machine. She asserted that Cindy McCain wants to end America. She called Mike Lindell, one of the great patriots of our time. She said Dinesh D'Souza is one of the greatest patriots in America. She suggested Paul Gosar was the kind of lawmaker our founding fathers envisioned. She called the media the right hand of the devil, the scourge of the earth. If that doesn't sound like Donald Trump. I don't know what does. And ultimately, the big question was, was she going to be able to make that sell here? And the answer is no, according to Arizona voters. And when you look at that slate of election deniers from Tudor Dixon to Tim Michaels uh, to uh, Jim Marchant in Nevada to Mark Fincham, she was the latest one to fall, essentially making it a clean sweep of those not only right. election denier gubernatorial candidates and secretary of state candidates. And now Donald right. Trump is going to go and try to run on the very message that all these folks lost man that burned but again when you process everything you just heard all of which was the truth the fact that this election was as close as it was you have to wonder why so many americans are willing to risk handing their democracy over to candidates and a political party that continue to prove they are anti-democracy. And I actually know the answer to that question. The right-wing propaganda-hate media is so busy filling their audience's otherwise empty heads with lies that it's Democrats that want to destroy our democracy. You know, because we're Marxist, communist, socialist, fascist, pick your favorite. And they take actual legitimate attempts by the QOP and its dictator wannabe orange leader to actually destroy our democracy, and they dismiss them by calling them something else. For example, insurrectionists become tourists, domestic terrorists become protesters, and peaceful protesters at that. 
But what these election deniers, both candidates and their supporters, what they do is they take normal election glitches, which happen every election, and they try to conflate them with not just voter fraud, but massive fraud, which frankly is ridiculous. Machines aren't perfect. Human beings aren't perfect. Trumpers, while they're the, they single-handedly redefine the term imperfection. One example in Arizona is that the ink on some ballots wasn't dark enough for the machines to read them. Okay, when that happens, those ballots can't be read by tabulators. They are then read manually by multiple election workers from both political parties. So those ballots and votes were counted. No fraud. Now, you may not like the time it takes, but that does not in any way, shape, or form equate with fraud. Another issue was with the printers. Here's the chairman of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, Bill Gates. No, not that one. Hi, I'm Bill Gates, chair of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. One of the questions that we've been getting since the general election on November 8th is, did the printer problems on election day impact Republican-leaning areas more than Democratic-leaning areas? Well, as your supervisor, I want to make sure that everyone has the opportunity to cast their vote. And we've reviewed this issue, and we found that the 70 vote centers that were impacted by the printer issues were spread all across Maricopa County, and they did not impact one part of the valley more than the other. Thank you for your question on this issue, and look forward to more updates this weekend. And if you've noticed, this is a common thread amongst election deniers and liars. They'll make an accusation. Let's say they saw someone stuffing a ballot box, even though their accusations are quickly found to be baseless and quickly debunked. But that aside, what they also do is they automatically assume that this bogus accusation is proof that Democrats are cheating, even though most, if not all, those who were charged with committing voter fraud in the 2020 election were Republicans. Stuffing the ballot boxes in a county or district run by Republicans? Why, it's Democrats cheating. Printer problems, long lines to vote? Again, in counties or districts run by Republicans, it's the Democrats cheating. I mean, You have to wonder what it is with these people. And I know the answer, that they can't apply even a modicum of logic and see that these normal glitches and problems that occur every election don't favor one party over the other. In fact, long lines have traditionally been a bigger and more frequently occurring problem in Democratic districts, in particular in African-American districts, where Republican voter suppressors do things like decrease the number of polling places and drop boxes. And I'll tell you what's wrong with these people and why they can't apply some of that aforementioned good old-fashioned logic. It's because they long ago surrendered their ability to think critically for themselves to their right-wing propaganda hate media. Who doesn't enlighten them with this logic? They can't. To do so would destroy the narrative they're trying to implant and embed in their audience's brains. So they just say, long lines, stuffing boxes, printer problems, voting machine problems, Democrats are cheating, Republicans are victims. 
These people have allowed their media to turn them into misinformed, logic-free zombies who seem only capable of regurgitating the talking points slash lies their media spoon-feeds them. Because if they even applied just a smidgen of logic, they would realize they were being scammed and lied to. And here's another thing these election deniers do. They conflate the length of time it takes to no results in some states, and they conflate that with voter fraud. And, you know, I could spend the rest of this show and two more hours just playing you clips of the three nighttime Fox hosts complaining about this. I mean, you Trumpers watch Fox. You know I'm right. You have heard Carlson, Hannity, and Ingram drone on and on ad nauseum about how long it's taking in Arizona, how embarrassing it is, how disgraceful it is. But I'm just going to play one with what one of them said. In this case, Fox's top-rated liar and propagandist, that mother Tucker, Carlson. <laughs> so as we told you at the outset, Florida is a lot bigger than Arizona, but they were somehow able to count their ballots in a day. The results were crystal clear. It was an overwhelming victory for the Republican Party, for Ron DeSantis in particular. Why is that? We're going to hear from the Florida governor straight ahead. <laughs> and what's interesting about that clip is that Carlson answered his own question. He asked what was taking so long in Arizona when the uh, while the overwhelming victory for De Sanctimonious was called so quickly. That's why. Because his victory was overwhelming. Look, organizations like the Associated Press do not call an election until the moment a trailing candidate no longer has a path to victory. Sometimes that non-existent path to victory becomes obvious right out the gate. And that's what happened in Florida. It became apparent very soon that Democrat Charlie Crist had no path to victory. And so that race was called quickly. Same thing with Little Marco and his race to be reelected to the Senate. Conversely, because the race was close, it took a while before there was no path to victory for Arizona election denier Carrie Lake. And when that path no longer existed, they finally called the race for Hobbs, but not before. But that's why that race took much longer. And now, the same broad who's done nothing but complain about how long it's taken to count votes in Arizona is going to try and delay the process even longer by refusing to concede. I mean, she has videos, don't you know? Democrats, they're cheating. They're stuffing the ballot boxes. Can't you see? And as Carlson continued, I want you to hear how he twists how long the county is taking with being a threat to our democracy. And in this clip, Carlson features a soundbite from a fellow we heard just a bit ago, Bill Gates. Again, he's the chairman of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors who oversees the actual election and vote counting in Maricopa County. <laughs> a lot more than half of the entire population of the entire state of Arizona lives in Maricopa County. The cities of Mesa, Tempe, Scottsdale, and largest of all, Phoenix, are all within the county's borders. If you want to win statewide in Arizona, you have to win Maricopa County. Unfortunately, as of tonight, we still don't know who has won Maricopa County, either in the U.S. Senate race there or in the governor's race in Arizona, because officials are not even close to finishing the count. 
48 hours after the voting stopped, there are still 633,000 ballots still uncounted in Arizona. More than 400,000 of those are in Maricopa County. You're seeing it on your screen right now. When will we know the results? When do you anticipate the votes will be counted in total, those 400,000 plus votes? Well, we have uh, we will be going into next week. There's some onesie twosies, uh, again, pursuant to Arizona law. But I think that we'll see the lion's share here wrap up by early next week. That was the chairman of the Maricopa County Supervisors. Notice what you did not hear in that exchange. You did not hear an apology. The guy in charge of election results never said sorry for not providing those results. It's hard to understand this. Maricopa County can't even count the ballots in a single statewide election in a country that claims to care about democracy. Democracy is a faith-based system. You have to believe in it in order for it to work. But who could believe in this? So our news media, in case you haven't noticed, has spent the last several years, quote, defending democracy, insert trademark here. So you'd think that democracy defenders would care about the collapse of democracy, but just the opposite. They're telling you it's all completely normal. It's always been this way. (laughs) Two things. Carlson said what you did not hear from the chairman was an apology. Well, let me tell you what you did not hear from that mother Tucker Carlson. This Bill Gates, again, the chairman of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, is a lifelong Republican. And what Carlson also didn't play for you is Gates saying that the mail-in ballots that were dropped off right before and on Election Day don't even start the important process of signature verification until the day after Election Day. And just for the record, this Bill Gates is no rhino and once even served as the Arizona State's QOP's own election lawyer. This is what he said, quote, We have experts here who go through and compare signatures on the outside of the ballot envelopes with the signature that we have in our voter registration file. That takes a while because we got to get that right. It is incredulous that I am being attacked by members of my own party, given my background, all the Republican clubs that I started up, the things that I did to make sure there wasn't fraud going on in elections on behalf of the Republican Party. This isn't about partisan politics. It's not about conservative versus liberal. This is about truth versus lies, end quote. True that, Mr. Gates, but when the public face of one of the two main political parties in this country is the most prolific and bald-faced liar this country has ever had to endure, the cowardly party that acquiesces to him doesn't care about the truth. They only care about winning to increase their power. Second, Carlson said it was hard to understand why Mr. Gates hasn't apologized. For what? making sure each vote is counted and that the election is legitimate? Second, again, when the titular head of your party has seldom apologized for anything in his entire life because he considers it to be a sign of weakness, Tucker Carlson or any Republican calling for an apology, especially when none is needed, just reeks of what I call rampant, reeking Republican hypocrisy. 
Some other factors to consider that lengthen the time it takes to count votes. If the vote in a race is close enough, it can trigger an automatic government-mandated recount, depending on that particular state's particular election laws. Third, the sheer size of Maricopa County, which is the second largest voting jurisdiction in the entire nation. 60% of Arizona's votes come from Maricopa. First, there were almost 300,000 what they call late early ballots or late earlies, which were dropped off on election day. That was 100,000 more than in 2020. Now, why does that happen that ballots are dropped off on election day? Because Arizona law allows it to happen. Former Maricopa County recorder Helen Purcell, another lifelong Republican, said, quote, when people drop off their early ballot on election day, those can't be counted that night. You can't just run them through a machine. They have to be signature checked, scanned first, then processed by a bipartisan board before they can be counted. End quote. Gee, that sounds like voter fraud to me. That is ensuring every vote is both legitimate and counted. And it certainly doesn't even come close to representing what Carlson just said was, quote, the collapse of democracy, end quote. I mean, that was a stretch even by Carlson and Fox's microscopic standards. As well, Arizona received almost 8,000 provisional ballots on election day. They take time to process, verify, and count as well. And it can't be done the same night. Arizona law. And remember that one point, each mail-in ballot has to be signature checked. And yet, to this day, we hear the prevaricators of lies on Fox continue to ask why Florida can count votes so fast and Arizona can't. Again, can we, can we hire the guys in Florida? Now, let me illustrate in painstaking detail why that was such a simplistic, lazy, and frankly, stupid and dangerous thing to say, which, to be fair, applies to much that drools from Hannity's lips. It's not about the people. It's not an issue of people in one state being more proficient than those in others. What is it about? It's the laws, stupid. And between you and me, Hannity knows this. All Fox hosts know this. Carrie Lake knows this. They just don't tell you. They lie by omission because to state the truth would destroy their voter fraud narrative. Firstly, in Florida, and this is according to Fox reporter Marissa Sarbach, quote, Florida does not allow early ballots to be dropped off at voting locations on election day. Arizona does, end quote. And again, Maricopa County had almost 300,000 just on Election Day. Also, Florida also allows early and mail-in ballots to be tabulated starting three weeks before Election Day. Arizona does not. You starting to get it? And here's another kicker. The overwhelming majority of Floridians vote, wait for it, early and by mail which again speeds up the counting process because they can start counting those votes three weeks before Election Day. 
And according to the Florida Division of Elections, more than 5 million people voted by mail or in person at early voting voting sites out of the 7.5 million ballots cast. And the Miami Herald reported on October 24th that vote-by-mail turnout thus far showed that more Republicans had voted by mail in Florida than Democrats. Hmm. Given that the QOP and their media keep telling us mail-in voting is so corrupt, if more Republicans are voting by mail than Democrats, shouldn't Democrats be questioning Florida's results? Maricopa County in Arizona is significantly larger than any other county in Florida. Miami-Dade, which is the most populous in Florida, it had half the votes Maricopa did. Here in Nevada, our laws around mail-in voting and voters' embrace of those laws, they contribute to the delay in race calls, too. While ballots must be postmarked by Election Day, they can be counted if they arrive as late as Saturday, November 12th. And if a voter has made a technical mistake on their mail-in ballot or, say, their signature doesn't match their signature on file, the voter has until Monday, November 14th to fix the discrepancy. That's called ballot curing. And here's the ultimate Arizona kicker, folks. Arizona has had a Republican governor for the last 13 years, since 2009. Republicans have controlled both the Arizona Senate and House for the past 25 years, since 1997. Add to that, Arizona was one of the first states to implement mail-in and early voting three decades ago, an effort then widely backed by Republicans. Republicans expanded the use of mail-in ballots to all eligible voters in 1991. It allowed absentee ballots for any reason. In 1997, they changed the name absentee to early Remember that bit I did on each mail-in ballot having to be signature checked? Guess who passed that law? Yeah, Republicans. And get this, I discovered that some county staff in Arizona are actually trained by a forensic handwriting analyst on how to check signatures on return ballots. And yet, the QOP's hard-right activists, both in Arizona and nationwide, are claiming without evidence that the same process they championed and initiated is now vulnerable to fraud. The reality is this. Protracted vote counts have been a staple of Arizona elections for literally years now. And they weren't a problem until Arizona started turning from a QOP stronghold to a competitive state. That made races closer, therefore took them longer to call. But rather than examining why a state is turning color, i.e. your policies stink, and primarily because of laws they passed, Republicans, much easier for the QOP to cry voter fraud. And again, you may not like the process, but it is the law. Vote for lawmakers who will change the laws. So, the question then becomes, why haven't Republicans in Arizona and in other states changed the laws about which people like Republican Kerry Lake are complaining? 
my cynical guess, because it allows them to play the voter fraud card when the counting takes too long for a base that's been brainwashed into either believing or playing along with all the voter fraud lies. And just for the record, corrupt elections weren't an issue until six years ago when we wound up with a corrupt president. As well, some states do voting strictly by mail-in votes. Colorado's done it for 20 years. They haven't had a problem. Mail-in voting being rife with fraud is nothing more than another lie the orange abscess started spreading as a prelude to his refusing to accept the results of a free and fair election he lost in order to remain in power and out of jail. And for those who are conveniently forgetting because their right-wing propaganda hate media doesn't remind them, Republican Brian Kemp was the Secretary of State in Georgia when he ran for governor against Stacey Abrams. Nary a peep from Republicans or Trumpers. But in Arizona, however, it's the crime of the century that Democratic Secretary of State Katie Hobbs hasn't recused herself. Again, rampant, reeking Republican hypocrisy. And here's more reality. Arizona's voting administration is divided up between the Maricopa County's Board of Supervisors, four of the five being Republican, the chairman of which, Bill Gates, and the county recorder, Stephen Richer, are also both lifelong Republicans. And then there's the Secretary of State, Katie Hobbs, who just won the governor's race. But the actual voting and counting of ballots? Each of Arizona's 15 counties conduct their own elections that, again, are overseen by that five-person board of supervisors, again, again, four of which are Republicans. And get this, the Republican-controlled board in Maricopa County was sued back in October by the RNC. They said, oh, they'd hired more Democratic poll watchers than Republican. County Recorder Stephen Richer and County Board Chairman Bill Gates, again, both lifelong Republicans, said in a joint statement in response to the suits, quote, the idea that a Republican recorder and four Republican board members would try to keep Republicans out of elections is absurd, end quote. One of these Republican board members, Thomas Galvin, tweeted, quote, This is a lie. Ronna Romney McDaniel, that's the chairwoman of the RNC, is wasting GOP donor money and, more importantly, Maricopa County resources and tax dollars on a PR stunt that is using Arizona's court system as a political playground. I love Arizona and swore an oath to serve it justly. I am sick of grifters attacking Arizona, end quote. Well said, sir. However, when the titular head and orange face of your party is the premier grifter in this country, what do you expect? So now we have all these relentless attacks on Mr. Gates from that mother tucker Carlson, all his co-conspirators at Fox, Benedict Donald, and the increasingly obnoxious and desperate Carrie Lake, and others to be sure. Well, guess what that led to? Of course, further attacks on Mr. Gates by their brain-dead base on social media, so much so that we learned just two days ago 
that Mr. Gates, this lifelong Republican, has had to leave his home and move to an undisclosed location where he is under protection by the sheriff's department. Why? Because of death threats he and his family have received from the aforementioned brain-dead MAGA minions on social media. And this isn't the first time. After the 2018 election, when Mr. Gates accurately and honestly pointed out that the Cyber Ninja election investigation was nothing but a months-long expensive scam and sham, he received death threats then, too. Here's Mr. Bill Gates. Unfortunately, uh, the threats continue, and, and they're not simply organic. They're being driven, unfortunately, by members of the Arizona State Senate and other Republicans across the country. Um, we have uh, we received phone calls uh, into our offices at the Board of Supervisors, our staff, uh, you know, saying that our families are going to be slaughtered and threatening us to stop standing up for the good elections workers of Maricopa County. Republicans making death threats against Republicans, and all for a man who ran as a Republican but isn't one and who wouldn't pee on the best part of them if he could find it and if they were on fire. And here's the local Fox News reporter in Phoenix, Stephanie Bennett. Fox 10 Stephanie Bennett is live with all the details. Steph. From careless comments to threats serious enough for elected officials to seek shelter, Maricopa County Supervisor Bill Gates had to spend the night at an undisclosed location for his safety after security concerns escalated. But many are still expressing their frustration on social media. However, there has been no evidence of widespread fraud or manipulation of voting machines during this midterms. For now, the sheriff says they are investigating a high number of threats, but so far, nobody has been arrested yet. Reporting live tonight in Phoenix, Stephanie Bennett, Fox 10 News. A Fox 10 News. <laughs> you get that? This last Whoops. No evidence, she said. No evidence of widespread voter fraud from a Fox News reporter. Next, we hear from Paul Bent Penzone the sheriff of Maricopa County in Arizona. And because the audio of this question, you're going to hear a reporter ask the sheriff is a bit fuzzy. I'll tell you that she asked if the intensity of the threats is greater now than it was after the 2020 election. This last election, have there been threats? Absolutely. And they were irresponsible and they were arrogant and they were selfish and they were criminal. And until I felt that our detectives had a chance to get their arms around any potential threats that may do harm to him or his family, I was not going to allow for them to be in harm's way. We do not need interference from people outside of the state to tell us how to run an election or what elected officials are um, deserving to be in their positions. We get to choose. You don't. And you don't get to threaten the people that lead this state. That's unacceptable. And we're not going to tolerate it. Oh, that's a great question. I just think that there's been a natural escalation because the folks feel emboldened and they have people in office or running for elected office who are empowering them and it needs to stop. Yeah, it needs to stop. It needs to stop. But the only way it can stop if those who commit the crime do the time and hard time. Because by and large, they haven't to date. And as the sheriff said, these threat issuers have become emboldened. 
and the threats have escalated since the 2020 election. And there is no bigger escalee right now in this country than Carrie Lake in Arizona. She's crying about a fraudulent election or one fraught with problems, which we covered, typical glitches that happen every election. And like we also already covered, she automatically assumes that these glitches or any other numerous suspicious actions her supporters are only too happy to lead her on with are proof positives that Democrats are cheating. And now Lake has the king of grub on her side, blasting out election-denying lies to all his followers, many of whom ended up on the ca- at the Capitol on January 6th. We're going to go now to an absolutely embarrassing fiasco that's playing out in front of the world, on the world stage. Yes, that would be the election in Arizona that is day by day being stolen from Carrie Lake. We have Campaign. to stop the certification. Be, yes, we have to stop the certification, no doubt. Really? He thinks the entire world is focused on the election in Arizona? The election's being stolen. We have to stop the certification. In other words, put that together. What you get is stop the steal. Is Bannon trying to foment another January 6th style response? He is an anti-American, anti-democracy maggot. The election is being stolen from Kerry Lake. No proof. But the sad part is he doesn't need any. His audience has been so primed to believe all the election-denying lies we pointed out earlier and exposed as the lies they are, they don't require nor do they demand any proof. Automatically, if there's problems with the election, Democrats are cheating. They're stealing an election. I mean, you you have to wonder, don't you? Does it hurt to be this malleable and frankly stupid? These people continue to listen to Bannon, even though he ripped them off with his border wall and griff scam. And just to show you how much Trump cares about his base, did he reprimand or condemn Bannon for ripping his base off and pocketing the money for himself? Of course not. That's what Trump's been doing to his base for years now. It's one of the reasons he announced he's running again, to fleece more money from the rubes in his base. And these hillbillies will forego their monthly ration of beef jerky just to send this grifter their money. 221-7283 is our caller number here at the station, folks. If you want to chat, I'll be back after this break. Keep it right here. It's time for the most interactive radio program in Las Vegas today. It's time for Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro. Brian will talk sports, politics, entertainment, and anything that matters to you. Feel free to call Brian at 702-221-7283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now pushing the limits, here's Brian Shapiro. No, you're not. Liberalism is back in style. Welcome to the evolution. You know what they say, good things come to those who wait. Not this time, because Republicans have won control of the House of Representatives. I know. I know, it's disappointing. Though it is nice to see Republicans take the House without any zip ties. I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you... 
was voted Variety Entertainer of the Year in the Excellence in the Arts Award. It's the voice of logic and reason. Live from the entertainment capital of the world. We'll do it right. Doug Basham. Raise a little hell, raise a little hell. Hail Trump. Hail our people. Hail victory. It is conquer or die. And good afternoon to those who are nonplussed why Trump must be flushed. Thanks for joining me today. My name is Doug Basham, and welcome back to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP here in Las Vegas and to a genuine demonstration of excellence in broadcasting. You can catch this show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at PTL. That's the acronym for Pushing the Limits, PTL Vegas. My website, DougBasham.com. My email, Doug at DougBasham.com. Last name spelled B as in boy, A-S-H-A-M as in Mary. 221-7283 is our call-in number here at the station, folks. If you want to chat, that's 702-221-SAVE. Save. We did it. We saved our democracy, at least for now. If you have just joined us, we have been discussing a lot of the election-denying lies coming out of Arizona, in particular from Kerry Lake, the QOP candidate for governor in Arizona. We worked our way up to why these were lies, why the election isn't fraudulent, why the election isn't being stolen, why it's taking so long to count the ballots, because it's Arizona law. And these glitches, nor these laws, neither benefit nor hurt one particular party. They're just the things that are done that are either required by law or glitches that happen in any election. We then moved on to the ramifications of these election-denying lies. We heard that lifelong Republican Mr. William Gates the chairman of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, has had to move from his home into an undisclosed location and is under the sheriff's protection because of a, because of death threats to him and his family. I mean, come on, you stupid, dumbass Trumpers. If you want to believe all the election-denying, fraudulent, stolen election lies, go ahead. Be stupid. That's your right here in America. You have the right to be as stupid as you wish to be. But if, again, if you want to believe all those lies and you want to act on them, there are better ways to do it than to issue death threats to your fellow damn Republicans. What is wrong with you people? Seriously, it's bad enough that you're stupid enough to believe all the election-denying, fraudulent, stolen, rigged election lies. But to respond with death threats? Again, for a guy who doesn't give a damn about you and wouldn't urinate on you if he could find the best part of you if you were on fire, that makes you doubly stupid. But getting back to Arizona and some of the fallout and responses, we learned on Sunday that Tom Liddy, another Republican and a top attorney for Maricopa County, he told the Washington Post that he contacted law enforcement authorities about what he considered to be a threat from the Kerry Lake campaign, more specifically, an RNC attorney working with the Lake campaign. 
And this RNC attorney told this Maricopa County attorney that there were a lot of irate people out there and that the Lake campaign can't control them. The first voice you're going to hear is the RNC attorney working with the Lake campaign, followed by Maricopa attorney Tom Liddy. I understand. One, th- one thing that would be really helpful is for us to be able to say that Tom Liddy is giving us good information. And, and guess what? Let me educate you. I cannot control what you say, okay? You can say whatever you want to say. Now, if you're not happy working with me and you don't want to continue working with me and you don't want me to ask your questions, then we'll just stop. I don't give a no, Tom, that's, that's, that's the opposite of what I'm saying. I want to work with you. I want to get the right information. Let me tell you something, You sound like you're threatening me. I'm definitely not threatening you, and I promise that I'm not. Listen, if I don't get these answers to you quickly, you're not going to be able to tell the crazy people that I've been helpful. I don't give a f-. Is that clear enough? Yes, Tom, and I want to promise you I'm, I'm not threatening you. I'm, Thank you, No more threats from Tom. De- de- definitely no threats. Good. Okay, I- I'm just saying what I'm worried about. I don't care. Okay, yes. and you don't care. All right. Do you have a fourth question for me? I, I think that's all our questions, Tom. Boom! Tom Liddy wasn't having any of it. And good for him. And, and I got to admit, hearing two Republican attorneys go at each other's throats is kind of sweet soul music to my ears. But back to Carrie Lake. Do you think she gives one continental damn about the death threats lifelong Republican Bill Gates and his families have received? Of course she doesn't. She's done nothing to stop them. And she proves it with her continued attacks on Gates. And others, like Trump, and she is like Trump, she cares only about herself. Narcissists like Trump and Lake have zero business being within 100 miles of the halls of power. And now, two counties in Arizona are answering Steve Bannon's call. First, it was Cochise County on Friday. Yesterday, it was Mojave County. Both are delaying the certification result. But get this, not for their own county, but rather in solidarity with Maricopa County and what they claim were just massive irregularities. Now, Arizona law says counties don't actually have the power to reject election results. So they say one of the counties has said they will certify by the November 28th deadline. The all Republican boards of two other counties, Pinal and La Paz, they voted with little fanfare two days ago to certify their election results in their counties. On Monday, State Elections Director Lori Corrick, guess what? Another lifelong Arizonian, Arizona Republican, she warned the Cochise County Board that their state would, that the state would sue if they did not certify on time. She also wrote, if the certification is not received by the Secretary of State by December 5th, get this, all of the Cochise County votes will go uncounted. Oh yeah, Republicans are just so concerned about voter fraud. So let's take a look at where this all began, shall we? Let's take it back to the roots. Let me read you the first two sentences from a 2020 article from the Arizona Public Media's website. 
after their state's primary. The headline read, quote, Arizona's long history with voting by mail, end quote. First two sentences, quote, 88% of Arizona voters cast an early ballot, most of them by mail, in the August primary this year. There were no cries of fraud or a rigged election because Arizona has spent three decades perfecting the vote-by-mail process. The day after the primary, President Donald Trump criticized mail-in voting in many states. Let me read you that again. The day after the primary, President Donald Trump criticized mail-in voting in many states, end quote. Yep, that's it in a nutshell. That's you in a nutshell. No, this is me in a nutshell. Help, I'm in a nutshell. How did I get into this nutshell? And by the way, Justin did a, just did a spot-on impersonation of what Michael Myers was doing when he did that clip. I take it you've seen that movie. But yeah, it was all started... started? It was all started by the orange, short-fingered Bulgarian himself, Donald friggin' Trump. 30 years of voting by mail with no problem. And then President Stool Sample opens his big mouth, upsets the voting apple cart, starts lying. His right-wing propaganda media starts repeating and giving credence to his lies. Trump publicly attacks elected officials by name. His brain-dead base then falls in line and starts issuing death threats to election workers, forcing some of them to move on advice from the FBI. And then the attacks on our capital, the seat of our democracy, all of this, every damn bit of it is a product of the biggest pathological serial liar this nation has ever had to suffer and damn him to hell for so doing. You know, if I believed in a hell, I don't. For him, I wish they'd create one. So now you know what your right-wing propaganda hate media also knows but doesn't tell you. You have just received, at least in the first hour, a well-researched tutorial on the reality of voting in Arizona. I almost feel like I should be paid like a college professor for that seminar. You're welcome. And again, I'm not the only one who knows this. Your right-wing propaganda media, hate media, they know this. Carrie Lake knows this. They know all of this. But when you are more interested in your own power than our democratic way of electing public officials... It's much more politically expedient, albeit slovenly lazy, to just cry voter fraud. Bottom line, the Kerry Lake was simply too shallow to create a red wave. And of course, Mango Mussolini had to weigh in on the Maricopa, Maricopa County situation. And did you know, Democrats are now stealing subatomic particles with the charge of negative electricity. Really? And that Blake Masters is now a positively charged ion? Did you know that? I didn't until the stable genius himself pointed it out. This is what he posted on his social media site, quote, so, in Maricopa County, they're at it again. Voting machines in large numbers didn't work, but only in Republican districts. 
People were forced to wait for hours, then got exhausted or had other things to do and left the voting lines by the thousands. This is a scam and voter fraud, no different than stuffing the ballot boxes. They stole the electron from Blake Masters. Do election over again, end quote. Yes, they stole the electron from Blake Masters. I mean, it's bad enough that Trump is an election denier, but to be an electron denier on top of that? Personally, I believe any electron denier should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the laws of physics. Quickly, Special Counsel Jack Smith, we beg of you, we beseech you, we implore you, do your job and indict this embarrassing fool and criminal. And like I told Michelle yesterday, what a brilliant troll move by Attorney General Merrick Garland to appoint a special counsel counsel who looks exactly like Hunter Biden, huh? You gotta love it. And here's some irony for you. And I'll now quote from an article in the Western Journal, a far-right wingnut online publication, on which I must admit I engage in some spirited and heated discussion and debate with diehard Trumpers. I brought one exchange with me today. I'll read it if time permits. But listen to this bit from the article. Quote, an inside source. Oh, wait a minute. Doesn't Donald Trump and everybody in your media tell you you can't trust anonymous sources? Please, bitch, please. Quote, an inside source tells the Western Journal that Carrie Lake will not be conceding. Now, of course, you know exactly how the Democrats are going to respond to this news. They'll call Lake an election denier. <laughs> yeah, we will. And claim she's a threat to democracy. They'll say the only responsible action for her to take would be to concede. But conceding this race wouldn't be responsible. It would be the exact opposite. Given what went down in Maricopa County on Election Day, there's so much we still don't know. For example, how many Republicans were discouraged from casting a ballot thanks to long lines and being turned away from voting locations? End quote. Well, first, in Arizona, you are allowed to cast your ballot from any polling location you choose to go to, something even Carrie Lake admitted. We ended up voting in a very liberal part of town because we can choose which vote center to go to. Oh, and did you rush right home and shower after after having to vote in a liberal part of town? I mean, I hear if you stay much, if you had stayed much longer, you would have become a communist, Marxist, socialist, atheist, etc., etc. Also, did you notice how the article said, quote, how many Republicans were discouraged from casting a ballot thanks to long lines and being turned away from voting locations? End quote. I mean, you can't help but notice how they completely ignore the fact that long lines are frustrating for both Republicans and Democrats. But they're only concerned. The only thing they can see are Republicans in line. You notice how they didn't say how many Democrats were discouraged from casting a ballot thanks to long lines and being turned away from voting locations. No, just Republicans.
And the reason for that is, if they're honest about long lines affecting all voters, that destroys their ability to play the victim and claim voter fraud. It destroys the narrative. And the irony here is, it is Republicans... It is Republicans who encourage their voters to not trust early voting, not trust mail-in ballots, and vote in person on Election Day. And then they complain about long lines on Election Day? Well, yeah, but only if they lose. Again, much easier to cry fraud than to take responsibility for a problem you caused with your voter lies. Telling your voters to vote in person, not by mail. As well, as as has become common, videos have started to permeate the Internet purporting to show voter fraud being committed. First, these are nothing but interpretations of what these videos purport to show. Just someone's interpretation. They're almost always, if not always, proved to be bogus. Second, going back to what we discussed in the first hour, you notice how these right-wing election deniers and Trumpers will post a video, claim it's proof of election fraud, but never tell us how they know it's a Democrat committing the fraud? Like I said, they just assume, and it's always just written in stone, that it's Democrats committing the fraud. But does the actual video show that? Of course it doesn't. The guy that's doing whatever they suspect him of doing doesn't have a T-shirt that says, Hello, I'm a Democrat. Again, this whole voter fraud scam is just rich, considering that almost, if not all, cases of voter fraud in the 2020 election were committed by Republicans. You're welcome. 221-7283 is our calling number here at Station Folks. If you want to have a chit-chat, that's 702-221-SAVE, as in save our democracy. We will head to the phones right now, and we'll begin with my good buddy, who I kept on hold far too long yesterday, and I do apologize. Carl, you're first up. Thanks for calling. Uh, yeah, yeah, Doug. Hi. Listen, you said before you hope you don't believe in a hell, but you hope there is one for... Uh, uh, Mr. Orange Man. Yeah. Well, there is a hell, and I can prove it to you. The hell is going to be the Supreme Court now who are releasing his tax returns, which he tried to hide for many, many years, saying they were under audit, which was a lie. <laughs> and the Southern District of New York, which is going to have uh, indictments falling on his head like bricks. Those the hell. That's going to be the hell for him. And don't forget the grand jury in Georgia. And that too. Yeah. That too, yeah. Where he, he tried to get them to change the, uh, the, the number of votes he got. Yep. Which he's going to be indicted for that, I think, too. And, uh, also my final point is going to be that, um, what was I, what was I thinking of? He was, oh, you were, uh, talking about, um, uh, what's going on. Have you noticed really they just had a shooting? A uh, mass shooting uh, this morning, early morning or late night yeah. in uh, Virginia at the Walmart, yep. killing six or seven people. Yep. Well, have you noticed something since before Donald Trump was ever elected? They always had shootings and all, but I just checked that I went back on sources and they were only about 15 to 20 percent of what they had after he was 
made president and since he left. Oh, there, there, is, that out? there is no question there's been an uptick in extremist violence in, in the era of Trump. He encouraged it. He championed it. He told his people to go there and fight like hell or they weren't going to have a country anymore. I mean, this is all this all goes back to Donald Trump. I don't care what anybody says. Well, it's it's what's called social psychology. What it is is you can make people who think like you almost brainwashed, and whatever you say to them, they will agree with. It doesn't matter if they say, yeah. But isn't that Carl also what we call being in a cult? Well, it's a cult. Yeah, it's a cult. It's a social psychology. Yeah. Like I, I've told you a long time ago, look at old pictures of Adolf Hitler's speech and look at the faces and the eyes and the whatever of the people watching it. Then look at a Trump rally. And there's cultist people who go to his rallies and look at their faces and look at how they act the same exact way. Oh, I agree, Carl. No matter what he says, no matter what he said, he could take his pants down, like I said before, and wet the stage and they'd scream and cheer and yell. I'm telling you. Oh, I know. I mean, I mean, when you are in a cult, like I've said many, many times, dear leader can never be wrong. He can only be wronged. He is the persecuted. He is the attack. He is the victim. Hey, Carl, I appreciate your call, buddy. Have a, okay. have a happy Thanksgiving. You too. Take care. Take care. Two two one seven two eight three is our call in number. That's seven zero two 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 one seven two eight three or. S-A-V-E. And yeah, Carl's right. The Supreme Court didn't go along with Trump on him withholding his taxes from the House. It's amazing because this this endeavor was started back in 2017. The chair, the Democratic chairman of the House and uh, the Means and Ways Committee, he went to his counterpart on the committee and said, let's do this together so it'll be bipartisan. His Republican counterpart laughed at him. It's taken five years. So now the Supreme Court has denied it. They have to be turned over. The question is, when will they get them? Will they get them? I mean, they've only got, what, 40, 40, 45, 50 days left in office before Republicans take the House and pay more fealty to Trump and stop all the investigations into him? There's got to be a way. I think there is. I hope there is. I've heard there may be a way for them to transfer their work in the House, any of these investigations, over to the Senate. But we'll see. Who knows? 221-7283 is our call-in number, folks, here at the station. That's area code 702-221-SAVE. Back to the phones, and we will talk to my good friend and nemesis, J.D. You're next. Partner, the Democrats need you in the Senate. I know. You would make Jimmy Stewart and Rand Paul uh, <laughs> pipers when they well, try to filibuster. Well, well, I, mean, I don't know where you I get all the words. I don't know where you get all the words for an hour and 30 minutes nonstop. Oh, I could do another hour and 30 minutes. I know, I know many, you could. How many sound? Uh, Jason, we played what? 22 plus a 2B? 20, uh, 24 sound bites. I came today with 66. <laughs> <laughs> I got a I got a couple of good things I think uh, will well I'll, uh, I'll be the judge uh, of that stretch your mind a little bit okay. uh, Carl f- forgot about the Attorney General in New York going after him and his companies also <laughs> well thank you JD I appreciate that coming from you and well it's just you know set the record straight you get get all of them on on the on the uh, agenda 
Anyhow, you remember the 2020 uh, presidential election, I'm sure, <laughs> yes. when Fox News called Arizona early, and they got criticized for it, and Trump lost Arizona by about 10,500 votes. How did they count the votes on in the presidential election by by 10 o'clock at night? Uh, they didn't. That was Fox News. That was Fox Noise's projection. Yeah, and they they called it right. He won by ten. He lost by ten thousand votes. So. Exactly. That's because they have. But they did that on the night of the presidential election, so they that, were able to count the votes that night. That's because they have people. I mean, I don't know when the. But if you recall the the actual race between Biden and and Trump for that state wasn't called for a week or, or 10 days later that was merely fox's projection yeah because okay. they because thought, yeah because I they thought it, I thought it was a, an interesting point you talked well, about it is, mail but, and I'm, vote. but I'm just saying that's because fox for, for all their other foibles they have people and so does MSNBC and CNN that study which votes have come in from which counties okay. what's left right. outstanding well, which way they lean and that's how they all right. make their yeah let's let predictions. Uh, uh, you you made your point Oh, you made your point. Okay. I, I just wanted to rub it in because I did it so well. And you, you just want to talk to him more. Yeah, that's, I, that's it. Uh, I should talk on the radio <laughs> or something. You talk about mail-in ballots. Yes. In, in, in uh, uh, mail-in uh, in Colorado, I believe you mentioned. Uh, also, I'll add Washington, for 20 years, Colorado, Washington State and Oregon for about 25 years. Uh -huh. All three states have not elected a Republican senator or governor in those 20 and 25 years. Good for them. That's right, mail and ballot. <laughs> now you proud. may not remember. You may not remember this, now, or now, you may not want to remember. Hold it before in you go. Go ahead. In two thousand, Jimmy Carter and uh, another f a group of people did a survey on our elections after I think the Bush election, and their conclusion was mail and balloting was the easiest way to cheat, and it should be not permitted. And how long, how long ago was that? I believe it was uh, right after the Bush election, election in 2000. Oh, okay. So we're now 22, 23 years later. Do you think improvements might have been made? Well, <laughs> again, you know, yeah, you and I will yeah. never, never, we'll never know that. And, uh, <laughs> right. But I'm, I'm saying all the, the one thing that you and I do know, for example, in Arizona, we went through this in 2020. There was just as many charges of a stolen slash rig slash. Okay, yeah, I don't want. I, I don't want to relitigate Arizona. But I, I do. Want to go on to but couple, I do, and I'm couple. in charge here, so you get to listen. I know you, you are. Have to. That's other, your job. That, JD, I pay you to listen. You, I pay you I'm to listen. Prodding, I'm trying to prod you into uh, more, more uh, <laughs> uh, uh, interest, interesting and intelligent conversation. No, no, no. no. I, what I have to say is intelligent <laughs> and interesting. You just don't want to hear it because you know where. I'm going. We went through this, and I'll give you time after. You know me. Um, we went through this in 2020. Oh, yeah, yeah. You like to hang up on and debate me when I'm off the air, sure. Oh, have I hung up on you yet? I mean, I, you, you taught that trick to Shapiro because he, he used it all the time on me. He'd well, debate me after but he hung up. this isn't Brian. This is me. Anyhow, yeah, my point is, we went through all this in 2020, recount after forensic audit, after hand recount. They even, I know, so they, what? Hold on, so J.D., what? I'm making my point here. I know you don't like it because you know where I'm going to go, and it's going to destroy your I agree, neighbor. I agree, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. But I'm not, I'm then not they brought in you. the cyber ninjas who were going to prove you the election. You already went over this. You already, you, uh, you would, uh, you, uh, you would, you would, uh, you would, uh, 
told your audience <laughs> this. And you out. educated your audience very well. I mean, right. you're not being just re- you're just being redundant. No, I'm being repetitive and redundant. Right, whatever. But it's necessary to knock down your narrative. And after I, all I had, of that, I had two more. I had two more interesting uh, questions and I'll for let, you. I'll, I'll let you make them both, and I'll finish by saying this. I, After I, everything that happened in Arizona, they found out there was no fraud in mail in, in my <coughs> excuse me mail in voting. You, okay, next two touché, points. Touche, touche. Yes, uh, you probably don't remember. The better this word would be correct, but okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, a couple of years ago, I don't know, four or five years ago, in Philadelphia, there was proven fraud. And uh, the uh, uh, conspirators and the fraudulent uh, vote getters and everything were con- went to trial and were convicted. It was a Democrat cheating against another Democrat in a local election. You don't know about that. Oh, yeah, I do. Okay. I was waiting for and, you to make a point. Well, I, I just, I just, that's I mean, just that's a great point, Jay. Yeah, I mean, you have a good point, but if you don't take your hat off, no one will see it. I just want to go on to my last point. Okay. Uh, what, <laughs> you know, you got an early Christmas gift to get two shows uh, to be a- able to pontificate before Christmas, uh, thanks to Shapiro. So well, you I'm, should be, uh, you should be very happy. Well, you know what? When Brian gets back, I'm going to be the first to tell him. Remember, you, sh- you know, your family is expecting to see you around Christmas too. <laughs> Well, I think I told him one time uh, he takes more. He has more time off than a twenty. He has more downtime than a twenty dollar hooker. Yeah, but you know Brian's a busy guy. Unlike me, Brian has a life. Brian does uh, a whole, he good. does a lot of stuff. Brian gets more done good. in a week good. than I do in a year. Good, good for him. He's half your age. Uh, anyhow, uh, <laughs> how about that one, huh? Well, thanks. Like, I didn't get enough ageism from Michelle yesterday. You got a pile uh, on today, she, Mr. She, Spring she's Chicken. Airhead. She's she's another airhead Republican. Uh, Michelle is anyhow. a lovely girl. I will not have you besmirch her in that way. I know. Okay. Uh, let's go back well, hold to it. 19- you, you just called Michelle Mortensen an airhead? She's never prepared. The lady, well, what do you mean she never prepares? When she hosts, she prepares. When you come in as a guest and you're not no, always. No, I didn't say as a host. And, I didn't say as a host. And, I said when she's on as a guest, well, she's I'm not tell- prepared. Well, I'm telling you. Well, I disagree. First of all, when you come in, you don't always know what's going to be discussed. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to prepare. You just come in with what you know about what's right. going I, on. I, I, take, I take it back. It was a flippant remark. I didn't mean it. It was. And you owe Michelle uh, an apology. I, I, like I said, I take it back. I didn't mean it. Okay. Uh, I'm in a, I'm in a good, I'm in a good mood here today with you. Now let's go back oh, historically. Well, you me. may, you may not have been around at the time, and you may have not followed it that closely. But I was a uh, young man who uh, was very no. enthusiastic for JFK. I think you told me that once. Yeah. And. Uh, uh, I've read uh, every everything uh, from the. I, I think I've read the Warren Report three times. I, I must have read fifty books uh, written by different people on on the assassination and the conspiracies and all of that. Oh, JD, but my for, point. For, just so you know, I have told people off the air and on the air that of all of my misinformed right wing people that call in, you are the least. You you are the most informed. You have read a ton. You have for, I'm, I'm you, have, ver- forga- I'm, I'm you a, have forgotten what a lot of what most people you know remember. I'm I'm a I'm a voracious reader. I'll I'll read uh, cereal boxes. Anyhow, uh, in that election, <laughs> it came to pass. It was proven 
than in the states of West Virginia, Texas, and Chicago, Illinois, that there was definite ballot cheating, stuffing, and turned the election over to JFK. And to Nixon's credit, which he never got, he was informed. He knew all about it. He's talked about it later on in years. I've read his remarks on it. And he said, I couldn't challenge the election because it would have put the, the country into turmoil. And in the situation we were in with Russia at the time with the Cold War, it would have been very dangerous for the country. He gave up the presidency, and he never got credit for it. Now, would you agree that the JFK election was stolen? Well, given the information you've told me without doing my my usual deeper research, um, I guess I would have to agree based on the fact that I'm like Michelle and, and I'm not prepared to debate that any further with well, you. Well, <laughs> histor- historians, See, historians, I didn't know you were going to bring that up. I didn't prepare. Yeah, historians and, sc- <laughs> historians and scholars and election officials and people in the Democrat and, and Republican Party years later admitted that there were shenanigans in Texas, West Virginia. Okay, that's and fine. Illinois. I I won't argue with I won't argue that with you and I so, will concede point, for a moment point, that you're point, right. But yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Now make your point. The point is they've been cheating in elections since uh Methuselah probably. Uh landslide uh uh, uh LBJ got his nickname landslide uh Linden because he found five hundred ballots in a trunk to get him elected for the first time he was senator. But that was Al before Franken the had, modern age, before the age the age. It was in nineteen. Of, it was in nineteen forty-six. It was nineteen forty-six. Yeah, that's not. And that's not current, JD. Improvements well, have been well, made. More, the more bottom line is that, the bottom. Here's the bottom line, and then I got to run. I'll give you. I'll give you the last word. But the bottom line is this. Yes, there have been cheating, I suppose. There have been glitches. But the bottom line is we have moved past that. We have much more controlled, much more organization, uh, organized, easy for me to say, organized elections. The bottom line is all the accusations of the kind of fraud and cheating you are referencing have been investigated to the hilt and found to not be true. So it's a different era, J.D., and, and I would close by saying, even if that's the case, like I said earlier, even if you want to believe that these elections are rife with fraud, is there not a better way to handle it than making death threats against a lifelong fellow Republican and his family? Yeah, voter ID. J.D.? Yeah, voter ID. Didn't you hear the question I just asked you? Oh, is that your answer? Yeah, voter it's, ID. Uh, voter ID, and then we won't have any conjecture about who, who won. Uh, if only uh, okay. uh, people that. He sounds like he just fell oh. in a well, doesn't he? JD, are you, something happened. Yeah, I'm still here. I'm still here. Okay, you sound like you just fell in a well. Yeah, well, I probably did. I'm an old man. <laughs> yes, you're breaking up. But no, I hear your point. I hope you've got mine. I appreciate you calling. JD, have a wonderful, safe, healthy, and happy Thanksgiving. Back at you. Take care. 221-7283 is our call and number here at the station, folks. If you want to chat and, and wish me a happy Thanksgiving, I mean, you really should. Like J.D. said, the work I put in for even J.D., a Trumper, acknowledges, and I don't know if he appreciates it, but he acknowledges the prep that goes into a show like this. So if you'd like to call and thank me, 
stroke me, praise me, wish me happy Thanksgiving, feel free. Oh, did you catch that number? 221-7283, area code 702-221-7283. Back to the phones, and we'll talk to John. You're next. Thanks for calling. Captain Cajone. John, how how you doing? Hey, man. I will go a step further. I will... I will not only compliment you, I would say your hour that you prepare and you used to prepare on Saturdays is, is mandatory listening. It, it, is, it is among the best in the country. And, and I would put it up against Rachel Maddow's uh, opening segment uh, that she does every Monday. Uh, it's just super tremendous. The, 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 the people of Nevada, uh, they, they don't understand. You know, I've lived in other places in the, in the country. They don't understand. The talent that we have on local uh, talk radio with you and Brian Shapiro, it's unmatched. I mean, I've lived in Boston, okay? Boston is uh, considered an intellectual town. You know, there's, uh, I don't know, 57 colleges, three are among the best in the world. And you guys are better than anybody that I ever listened to in Boston. It's just pathetic that you can't find uh, find you uh, a regular radio spot, and that you and Brian aren't on the, a bigger station uh, broadcasting to the country. It's absolutely pathetic. Well, all I can say is you'll get no argument from me, John. <laughs> <laughs> You're a humble man, man. But I, I mean it sincerely. You and Brian are. I'm. I'm. Being, I'm not blowing smoke here, man. I've listened to talk radio. Oh, in I know, Brian, cities. and I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, it's and you the, the damn listeners, the damn Nevadans, uh, get with it, man. You, you you have tremendous talent right here, the second to none in the country. Listen, man, take advantage of. But hey, the reason I called is, uh, you know, this Carrie Lake. I, I really struggle. Uh, um, you know, I catch myself in in. Uh, Did you, you say know, you I know catch JT, yourself? We, that too, but uh, I, I catch I catch myself. Uh, you know, well played, John. I well played. Somebody, I hear if somebody's a, a Trump nut, like I really I don't want to know you. I dislike you strongly right off the bat. And I know JD. We've met several times. He's a good guy. Um, oh, you actually met I, JD? I've never met him in person. What does he look like? Oh, he's a cross between uh, Frankenstein and and. Uh, <laughs> He's not a handsome man. I'll put it that way. He's not handsome. I'm just huh? joking. Yeah, I'm just joking, JD. Oh, okay. He's, he's Paul. He's Paul Newman uh, reconstituted. Really? But anyway, no, okay. I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. But uh, the, 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 these these Trump nuts. Okay, if you put yourself in their position. Okay, they have to know. You, the, the, let, let's let's. Let's let's do a pie chart on the Trump party, okay? okay. There's some people that are just too freaking stupid to know any better, right? What percentage would you put on that? They just know that Trump is strong. They don't have they're low information voters. They're stupid, and they're just going to follow the strong leader. What percent would you put on that? You know, that's a good question, John, because I have stated many times in the past that I'm not convinced that all these people who act or even claim to believe Trump's lies actually do. I think many, if not most of them, know he's everything you and I know he is. I think they're just playing along with it because that's what cult members do. And 
I think that they're going along with him. Another reason they go along with him is because they're just as bad as he is. Like I told Michelle yesterday, and she was horrified when I said it, but I meant it. The dregs, the amoral integrity dregs of society have finally found their champion, Donald Trump. Absolutely. I, I, I would put that percentage, I don't know, between 10 and 20 percent, just dumb people, don't watch the news, don't read a newspaper, don't have really any idea. They just know this Trump. Trump is loud and brash and they're going to follow him. Yeah. And then you have this, the second part, right? The second fra- uh, piece of the pie. Th- those are people that are party supporters. They know that Trump is full of crap. But they're not going to change party. They're not going to abandon the Republican Party. What percentage do you put on that? I don't know, maybe 40 percent. So we're up to 50, 60 percent. This last chunk of the pie, these are bad people, man. These are Carrie Lake type people. These are people that know they're spewing crap and they know they get a they get a chuckle out of it. When they go to bed at night, they laugh. They, they they've got to laugh. They've got to say, Can you believe these fools actually believe me? And I'm this close to becoming governor, or I'm this close to becoming vice president. Can you believe the power I'm gonna have on the backs of these fools? <laughs> it just blow it sickens me, man. It just absolutely sickens me. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. I, I'm mortified I'm just as mortified as you are, John. And by by the yeah, way, John. I, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. I, I can't be friends with those people. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, you, look, this country's divided and needs to heal. But that's, uh, where were we at? Yeah. Uh, 40, 40%, 40%, 50%. Those people in the Republican Party, they're bad people, man. They're bad. And, and you well, can't you, be friends with them. Well, you know. They've spe- got to be ostracized. You know, John, speaking of bad people, we have a fellow waiting on hold here that would like to join us in a threesome. You you referenced him when we were talking, J.D.? He would like to join yes, us I'm- in a threesome. It's been a while since I've had a threesome. Especially with I wanted guys. to call. <laughs> I wanted to call Doug, not to talk to you anymore, but to talk to John. As he referenced, we have oh, met. Okay, guys, I have to John. use the restroom anyway. Take it away. John had bought me a. John had I bought have to me go a take beer. A Trump. John had bought me a beer at South Point at a debate thing or whatever. John is a professional man, a Cornell graduate, well educated, and I think you were for Kasich back in 2016, right? No, no, no. Uh, you were, yeah, you were proposing. No, but J.D., J.D., it's, it's even better than that, man. I am a distant relative of Kucinich. Right. I remember, I think you told me that. Right. That's, that's Because the, of uh, your background. Strong, and, and I, and I believe you're raising, you're raising some, uh, a child, uh, I believe you told me. Yeah, uh, that, yeah, you know, it's a relative we or what? JD, you're a rational Trump person. We there are a lot of wackos out there, man. I really don't uh, care to have my uh, personal information disclosed too much. No, I didn't. I didn't mean it. That I, I just I, actually, all I was hoping that everything was going well. That's all I meant. I'm sorry for bringing that up. I shouldn't have brought that up. Uh, going fine. My point, I think, uh, with you two gentlemen at this point. I think we'll all agree on this. You know, there's a lot of things that have to be done in the world, like a beautician or a barber has to cut 1,500 hours of hair before they get a license, just to, just to make an a, a arcane example. We've got to start testing our politicians for their IQ and for their ability uh, to do something in a rational, common-sense way. I don't know. we got lawyers galore 
in in, in the in the Senate in the House. Do we have any, any economics uh, e- economists in the in the House in the Senate people to handle our money? Yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying, and uh, uh, boy, that's a that's a tall. I mean, it's personally per, perfectly rational and reasonable, but that's a tall ask. Uh, but there's no um, and, there's and, no test for a politician. There's no there's no. All you got to do is have the filing fee. There's no requirements. Herschel Walker proves that. Pardon me. Herschel yep. Walker proves that if there's if there's but ever the been only, a more only, manifestly unfit candidate for office, other than Donald Trump, of course, it's Herschel Walker. Uh, how, how about Pennsylvania? How about he's he's okay. John Fetterman? Fetterman? Good Lord, John Fetterman has degrees up the yin and The guy had a stroke. He's getting himself back together. I mean, for you, right, for, right. for anybody no, on the right, right to okay. try and compare a man who's right, recovering right. from a stroke to a total imbecile and nincompoop like Herschel Walker is but obscene. Getting, getting back to my, getting back to my and, point, and, I think JD, we have... J.D., let me just interject a real quick point. You are, to, to get this uh, through, to make this law... These morons are going to have to pass legislation, you know, restricting their own ability to, to run again. Yeah, never like, uh, like term, I agree with like you term, term, but never in a million years would it happen. Like term term limits. And and we don't need oh, 85-year-old pe- people on the Supreme Court. I believe when they established life uh, tenure for a Supreme Court and federal judge back in 1790, uh, the life expectancy was about 48 years old. And they never figured that they would uh, uh, live their, uh, you know, uh, they figured they'd die in office. But, I mean, when we, there's a Pennsylvania a federal judge is 100 years old. He was appointed by JFK. <laughs> yeah. It's the, the root cause is money. Uh, we need campaign it's finance greed. reform. It's greed. It's really, it's uh, really, it, you know, this, one of the most pathetic things I've ever heard is uh, when Putin invaded Russia and he said he was going to, uh, cut off the the the, the oil uh, exports, and, and that was going to become an issue. Uh, Biden's press secretary got up there and said, "You know, we're going to react strongly. We're going to talk to." He or she rattled off like three or four things, and one of the people included in that group was stakeholders. That was the corporations. That was big oil. That is people who line their pockets with money so they can run for office. And at, at that moment, I God, this country's so badly broken. It's just so sad. John and Doug, you know, when I was a young man, I'm 78 years old, uh, I aspired to be a millionaire. Fortunately, I got there a couple of times. Uh, and I thought that was all the money in the world. And there is so much billion, there are so many billionaires and so much money that I have come to the conclusion and with my friends and social environment that we talk that everybody and anybody can be bought off. And there's just too much money uh, being put. I think in Nevada, they, uh, Masto spent $120 million for her Senate seat. $120 million in Nevada. Yeah. Uh, she got 500,000 500, votes. Huh? How much is that per vote? Well, I mean, there's no question that money has been an obscenity in our politics for decades. Hey, guys, I got to run because I got to start wrapping it up. I want to wish you hey, both. Thanks. Merry, hey, Merry, ver- Merry Christmas, John. Nice talking with you. Likewise, J.D. Captain Cajones, you're the best, man. Hey, thanks, John. I appreciate it. You guys both have a great Thanksgiving. Take care. 221-7283 is a caller number if you want to chat before we get out of here. If not, it's okay. I got other stuff I want to do. I've been really hard on Fox Noise today, as I always am, and justifiably so. But in the spirit of Thanksgiving, 
in the spirit of the upcoming Christmas season, I have to give credit where credit is due. Sometimes Fox just amazes me with their incredible insight. When it comes to the state of Pennsylvania, why did Dr. Oz lose? Well, it looks like, according to uh, the exit polling, it's because Fetterman won. Now, you might be asking, why is Steve Ducey so dumb? Well, according to scientists, it's because he's not smart. There you go. Those are the words. He said those words. The uninformed. What did did I tell you? I mean, that was not only amazing insight, but a rare occasion of a Fox Noise host actually telling the truth. Okay, I'm kidding. That that was not, I, I did not praise him. But, I got to tell you, it does seem like some Fox hosts are awakening to the fact that these elections are not rigged or stolen. You have to start the music in what, a little over a minute? I'll tell you what, go down to soundbite 30 instead of 29, because I actually like this better. This is Laura Ingram. What she said actually impressed me. Give it a listen. So going into 2024, the Republicans are going to be looking for candidates who are focused on winning not just making a point or settling a score. So to really change the country, we're going to have to win, and we have to win over voters outside our traditional base. That means young people, too. That's got to be the goal for the next presidential election. The populist movement is about ideas. It is not about any one person. If the voters conclude that you're putting your own ego or your own grudges ahead of what's good for the country... They're going to look elsewhere, period. Now, that was impressive. I like what she said. And even though she didn't mention him by name, it was more than obvious to whom she was referring. Who else? The failed human experiment known as Donald Trump. But here's what I got to wonder. I mean, she, she talks about if voters conclude you're putting your own ego ahead of what's good for the country, they're going to look elsewhere. She's making this sound like this is something that just happened now. I mean, who among us hasn't known for years that Donald Trump has put his ego ahead of what is good for this country? He's been doing that his entire life. The number of lawsuits he's had over people he has screwed out of the money he owed them, that he signed a contract that he would pay them, and then tied it up in court, and either settled out of court or waited for the other party to run out of money. He's been doing this his entire life, ripping the country off from taxes. Oh, that's because he's smart. No, it's because he's a cheat and a criminal. So I like what Laura has said, but then again... And here's the caveat. Laura has known this as long as you and I have. But that's not what she was being paid to do. That's not Fox's M.O. Fox's M.O. for years has been defend Donald Trump at all costs. Whether he insults prisoners of war, whether he calls Gold Star families liars, while he grabs women between the legs and brags about it, while he brags about his infidelity and cheating on his wives, everything was okay. Until maybe... It no longer is. And that's the big question we need to ponder and wonder for the next couple of years. And again, I'll make my statement again. I don't believe Trump will end up running for president. I think he will be prohibited as a result of all these lawsuits from ever seeking office again. And that's the least we deserve as a country. But 
the point is, are, are Republicans going to jump until all that happens? What are Republicans going to do? Some of them are distancing themselves from, distancing themselves from him, but still not calling him by name like you just heard Laura. So it'll be real interesting to see what happens. I wish I wish we had another hour. We could just talk about Trump's announcement that he's going to run again. And I would like to know what you Trumpers think is going to happen. Because like I told Michelle yesterday, Ron DeSantis just a couple days ago, a few days ago, beat Trump in the Iowa caucus. So, folks, I got to get out of here. Best of tomorrow and Friday. Brian will be back on Monday. I'll be back. Who knows when? But until then, take care.